church. I used to club at this church. The devil used to use me, but God redeemed me, and he used me for his glory. Amen. And not only that, we had so many souls saving this building for the kingdom of God. Amen. And, you know, thank God that, I, you know, my mom was able to come to this this building and worship with us together. Amen. And I always remember her sitting where my sister Rose is sitting. I was raising her hands and smiling. It's great memories in this building, but the Lord opens better doors. And we're heading over there to the other other uh, temporary promised land that he gave us. Amen. Um, it, it is always good. It's always good to move forward. Amen. For the kingdom of God. And, uh, you know, uh, John was asking me last week, does it ever get any better up there when you're talking? <laughs> I said, well, no, because it's always for the, we're always doing it for the Lord. So it's always an honor to be up there, but at the same time, it's a nerve-wracking, you know. So I hope y'all be praying for pastors in Mexico City. I'm pretty sure they're having a, a good revival down there, amen. The Spirit of God is moving over there, imagine. Just like it's going to move here too, amen. Um, let's go in prayer real quick, real quick prayer. Lord Jesus, open our ears, Lord. Open our hearts to receive your word, Lord, and take it into, take it into our spirit, Lord, and do something with it, Jesus. In your precious name we pray. So this is the second time that I got to go past 15 minutes. But... Uh, I imagine maybe by the third time I, it'd be a little bit easier, but I don't know. But uh, I want to start by saying there's a lot of people talking negative about this country, but this country is so blessed. I saw so many people would die coming to this country. They think this is their promised land. And uh, we got it so good here in America that, you know, that we don't see it because we're used to it. Amen. Um, people across the world think we're so weird because we got so much money and we're so we're, we're so blessed, amen. And it is true. We might think that we are sometimes we're broke, but as I remember when I was a younger kid, me and my brother Gabriel we watched that uh, that uh, show, The Rich and Famous. They had so much crazy money they didn't even know what to do with it, amen. Sometimes their their pet allowance was more money than what I make in my salary per year. And we thought, man, that is ridiculous, crazy. And But we never see ourselves as we're rich, you know. But we always think that rich people don't even know how to act. They have so much money. And people around the world see us, that we got money, that we're rich, and, and we don't see that. We, we think that uh, we're broke, you know. I pay all my bills, and now I'm broke. But a couple of years ago, we actually took Pastor Fuentes um, in Colorado Springs to a, I don't know if y'all like them, uh, Brazilian steakhouses. Sometimes you get good deals, you know, and, I mean, they cost quite a bit of money, but if you pay attention, you get good deals, and that's where you go. And we were blessed to take him to a Brazilian steakhouse in uh, Colorado Springs, and and he told me, you know, Robert, here, y'all waste so much food. And I was like, 
well, what you talking about, Pastor? You know, I was looking at him, looking at my belly, like, are you talking about me? He said, no, 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 I ain't talking nothing about that. As he said, I'm talking about so many people leave so much food in their plates. It's a waste. But since we live in this awesome country, we don't pay attention to small details like that. For us, it's small details. For them, it's a ridiculous, crazy thing that anybody will leave some food in the plate. He said, in Mexico, everybody eats everything in the plate. We clean the plate. But here we're so, I guess we're so uh, spoiled that we're just so wasteful, amen? And, you know, but for him, that was weird that we leave so much food and throw it away. And I didn't see that till he pointed that, you know? And then I started thinking, Every time we take showers, I mean, if you want to, you could probably take showers for hours in the shower, you know, nice and clean. If you like it hot, you like it lukewarm, you like it cold, you can stay there forever. You can stay all day. If you go to a hotel, you won't waste your water, amen? But in other parts of the world, they don't even have a, a cup of clean water to drink, you know? And it gets you thinking, like, wow, we are rich. Because you don't stop and think about that. This is a natural thing for us, Amen. But, you know, and sometimes we, we get upset because the new 10 anniversary iPhone's coming out. It's going to be a high dollar one, though. Special gadgets, all that. And we say, man, I wish I could afford that. I wish I had some money or that. Or we start worrying that Christmas is just around the corner. You know, we start thinking about, oh, Am I going to have no money saved? Am I going to be able to hit the Black Friday or am I not? You know, or people think if they were here, if they were here, our mind around the world, they would think they must be crazy. What are they thinking? What, what's wrong with them? You know, but for us, it's a normal thing. So, you know, they would really freak out if they start, if they would listen to our minds. Sometimes we worry about our future, which is a good thing, but. Who knows if God's going to promise us tomorrow, amen? And we, sometimes we think so much in the future. In 15, 20 years when I retire, am I going to have enough money? Am I going to have a big enough house? Am I going to have all my bills paid? Who knows we're going to be here, amen? So, you know, it was just so crazy that we think like that all the time. But we really don't know, notice that because we're used to this. You know, and I'm, I'm trying to make a point. You'll, you'll get it in a minute. But, you know, 53%, it's like pastors say, don't go right now, but after church, y'all can Google it. 53% um, of this working world that works in labor only get $2 a day. That's working 8 to 10-hour days. You know, and and here we are, you know, like two dollars, what is two dollars? You know, and it's it's for for them. It is their salary for a, a whole day worker? And you know, I don't think they're gonna have an easy job. Like, you know, I'm so blessed working for the county because they always say safety first. So they're working, but they're not killing themselves out there. But around the world, they're they're digging. They don't got no no backhoes or no great alls that they can just go in with that big old power and grab that dirt. No, they're out there with shovels and pigs and, and working hard. And, 
You see, he don't even want a dollar. You know, he, he didn't want it. He's like, what are you throwing at me? You know, but here's another one. If Dwayne wanted it, that's good. Put in an offering tomorrow or Sunday. But, you know, if people was 53% of this world that is working would see me do that, they would think that was something crazy. He's throwing away my whole salary that I worked so hard with sweat. But for us, $2 is like, you can't even barely buy a coffee of that, you know. You go to Starbucks, they probably just give you the cup. But we might say, well, God blesses, you know. We, we, we got good. Yeah, I guess you can say, Robert, we are rich and somehow, you know, because we get more pay than 53% of the world. But it's, it's like me, you know, I work 10-hour days, four days a week. I get $190. Of course, then they take taxes off and they take retirement off and they, you know, but still, I would never swap places with a, a hard labor around the world that's getting $2 an hour, amen? Would any of y'all would do that? No. It'd be, it'd be like, no, I, there's no way I would do that. So what my point is that tell you that, show you that we are rich, amen? And, and we are blessed. But that also put us in a very disadvantage in life. Because Jesus said, it's so hard for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. And if you go to look, if you turn your Bibles to Luke 18, 18, y'all know, y'all know this, this story. It's about the, uh, the rich ruler. And it says, now there's a certain ruler asked him, saying, good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good by the one that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And the ruler said to him, I've done all these things and I kept them from my youth. So that's pretty much telling me right there that this young ruler believing God because if not he would have kept this commitment say man he, he would have done whatever he wanted but he, he was obeying that and he was honoring his father and mother and he was not stealing but then Jesus that knows everything in the bottom of our heart that sometimes we try to hide and pretend to be something that we're not he said you still lack one thing sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven and come and follow me And what it says on 23 said, but then he heard this and he became very sorrowful for he was real rich. You know, we look at him and like, man, he must have been really loaded. But we see our, if we see our own lives. We are also loaded and we are rich in this, in this country that we got, thank God, you know, we got a car broken down, but we got two more cars. I tell Gabriel, we got food, we got a house, a roof, we got AC. You know, the dog gets so hot, if it's past 95 degrees, we bring him in the AC also. You know, I mean, that's, that's an awesome thing. And we don't see ourselves in that position, but we are, amen? So let's keep on going. On 24, he said, And when Jesus saw 
that he became very sorrowful. He said, how hard is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And then those who heard it said, he said, who can be saved? But he said, you know, who, who can be saved then? You know, I mean, if the rich can't be there and, and, and he was following them, who can be saved, you know? But it's, it's not about who can be saved because you're rich or poor. If you read on 27, he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. So that, that's, that's pretty much telling them you can be rich or poor, but the riches are not going to save you. It is only through the possibility of God that you can be saved, amen? And sometimes we, we, we don't get that. And we say, man, that is so super hard because we don't want to detach ourselves from this world. We just want to, you know, we want to serve God, but we still want to be attached to this world, amen? And it's a hard thing to let everything go. But it's, it's an awesome thing when you let it go because, you know, we can't we can do it with, with Jesus, amen? And uh, as, we, as we go, uh, and what Jesus said, you know, it is a hard for the rich man to enter. What, he, what Jesus was trying to say there, right there, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. I believe Jesus was trying to say it was hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Amen? So it was a hard thing if they don't got Jesus in their hearts. Amen? Right now, we live in this awesome country that if you don't have a job, you know, you can go pick, you know, recycle, or you can stand in the corner and get money, and you don't have to pay taxes on it, you know? And, and people will give you food and give you water. I mean, as we go a crumb, there's always homeless people right there in front of the TA building, uh, the TA truck stop. And sometimes we got food, we give them food because we don't know if they got habits or they just want alcohol. We always have bottled water, we always give them. But sometimes we go through there and there's nobody there and they just leave bottled waters brand new. They don't even take them. They just leave them there. And it's like, well, I guess there were not really that much of a need. Amen. But we live in this country that we have everything. We got, we got awesome lighting, awesome AC, you know. We got, a, we got cell phones and, and TVs that we can just put our kids in front of it and they will leave us alone. Amen. Is that an ouch? You know, it, it is a it's, it's bad thing. We got to start teaching them, hey. Because our kids, I see our generation of kids are not the same as when I grew up. We're out there running all day long, playing marbles, playing tops, playing touch, playing hide-and-go-seat. Of course, it was also a safer world back then. But now the kids don't even want to go outside. They just want to stay inside, watching TV, watching Netflix, hula, whatever, whatever it is, playing video games. And that's a bad thing. I was telling Gabriel. Gabriel, what, what are you getting from watching TV? You're not getting nothing spiritual. I mean, you got to get, you're at an age, man, where you're going to junior high, and, and the, that's when the devil start tugging on you more with all them kids around that don't know better, amen? So you got to start putting the whole armor of God, reading your word, praying to God, because you're going to need it. 
you know, it, it's, it's so bad that we got Gabriel Adolfo for his birthday, and the first two weeks, all the kids were outside playing with him. Now the poor dog got to go knock at the back door so they can come out and play with him. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Gabriel does play in the morning and afternoon with him. But he's a good dog, thank God. But if we go to, uh, like the Luke 27 said, whatever is impossible for man is possible for God, amen. And, and that's an awesome thing because not only that, if we go to chapter 19, right, right next door, it says on verse 1, then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, hope I pronounced it right, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he saw, sought to see who Jesus was, but he, was, he's, he could not because of the crowd, for he was short of statue. So he ran ahead and climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and saw him and said to Zacchaeus, Make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he's, he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they were complaining, saying, he's going to be a guest with a man who's a sinner. You know, the, a, lot of this, a lot of this time, the world won't believe that Jesus can forgive anybody, amen. And the thing is that Jesus will forgive anybody that confesses their sins and receives as their Savior. As we go in, in verse 8, and Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, before even the Lord said anything, he came out and said, Look, Lord, I will give half of my goods to the poor, and I will take in anything from anyone false, and I will restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. Because he also is a son of Abraham, for the son of man has come to sick and to have that which he was lost. And that's awesome because, you know, we can't say that all rich people are not going to make it because it's not about how much you got. You know, we might say, like we might, we're saying earlier, oh, I'm broke. No, it's all, it's all about your heart, your attitude. Amen. Are you going to give it to God? I mean, he was like, he was happy and joyful. That Jesus talked to him, and before even Jesus said anything else, he's like, Lord, I'm going to give half off. And whoever I own, I'm going to pay him four times what I own him. You know, that's, that's saying that he was all in. And that's what Jesus said, today salvation come to your house. I mean, that, that's an awesome illustration that shows us that, you know, a lot of people say all rich people are not going to make it to heaven. Well, we've got everything's possible and he was all in with jesus and that that's what made it possible amen so as we see the kingdom of heaven is not like the rich ruler that he didn't want to give his riches you know if we go unto matthew 6 chapter 6 from verse 19 y'all know this real good it says do not lay up yourself treasures on earth where the moth and rust destroy, and where the thieves break in and steal. But lay out yourselves treasures in heaven, where, where neither the moth nor, nor the rust destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For your treasure is there where your heart will also. And, and we can see that sample of this rich ruler. You know, he wanted, he wanted to please God, but 
you know, more of his heart was on his treasure, on his riches, on this world. That is just junk, amen, compared for eternity. You know, heaven is more of a, more like Zacchaeus that, that uh, jump of joy. I mean, because Jesus recognized him and he wanted to stay with him. He gave it, he gave it in a joyful manner. That's why, you know, when you give your tithes and offering, don't feel sad that you're giving them. Be joyful because, you know, you, you're giving to the, you going, you're giving it to your eternal life, amen. Jesus sees that and you're joyful and Jesus say, okay, I got you. I got you, you know, because everything belongs to God anyways, amen. Or we can see the example of, you know, sometimes like the ruler, the young ruler, but then we, we go like to the, to the Old Testament, it's like Lot's wife. You remember Lot's wife? The angels say, don't look back. Whatever you left in this world, don't, don't look back. Don't try to go get it back. And she looked back, you know, and she perished. You know, when God says, take off, take off, and don't look back. Amen. So, as, as we go on, we really, we must really believe in in God and don't put our treasures here in this earth because like I say by the word of God says Dave's going to get it I mean there's always there's always uh, kidnappings and there's always break-ins here and here even here in Denton is getting pretty bad now that they I was reading last week that a poor delivery girl was robbed at gunpoint for picks and a little bit of money sad you know and this is here in Denton but you know, as we go into life and, and sometimes we get into a little bit of money, you know, we feel like we got a we get a false a false uh, security sense of security because we got a little bit of money in our bank account. And we're like, oh, now I got money, you know, and, and, and that is that is the worst thing we can do because our security is in God. It's not in money. Amen. And we got to get that in our heads. You know, I was as we were, uh, we took our little trip. Up to, uh, I would say Colorado, up to Oklahoma. We went to the cabins and I had a little conversation as we were grilling with David and I was talking to him. He's like, you know, we have that that false sense of security because I have my job. I, I got good health. My family got good health. Something happens. I got health, good health insurance. I got a little bit of money on the account. You know, I got a house that I can go to, you know. I said, as we're grilling nice ribeyes and we had big old potatoes and nice sweet corn, and I tell him, look, you know, sometimes, you know, we cooking out like it was a Las Vegas buffet over there. But, you know, we get that false security that sometimes we really don't need God because we, we, we got it. And, and that is just so wrong. And I was telling him, you know, I feel like I'm not serving God. Because I got this false security that I'm okay, and I'm not serving the 100% that we should be serving him. Sometimes I said, man, sometimes I feel lukewarm. Like, Lord, forgive me, Jesus. I mean, help me. Because I got that false uh, security that, you know, I don't need nothing right now. But it, it would be so different if we live in other parts of the world. If when we don't have nothing, believe me, we'd be... Before pastor says, come on to the altar, we'll be all in the altar praising God and asking to help us, amen. But we live in this, this country that is so, so blessed that we, we don't have that urgency to come and, and, and seek God 100% like we should. Well, at least I, I feel that way. You know, I don't know about y'all do, but I feel that way. And, 
and, and, it's, and it's a bad thing because we put in ourselves to fall and, and not make it a heaven because we're not trusting God. I mean, really? Are, are you really trusting God that, that you put in 100% to it? I mean, Zacchaeus gave 100%. He was all in. He understood his treasure was, wasn't worth nothing. Salvation was a treasure that nobody can buy. He got it, you know. Do we, do we get that? Some, sometimes we, we, we really don't. At least I don't, you know, and I ask the Lord for help every day. And I told David, man, sometimes, man, I just feel like I'm not there. I go serve the Lord. I go play drums, and I don't miss church. I give my tithes and offerings, but am I really giving 100% to God? You got to ask yourself that question. Because in Matthew 7, 21, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. That's talking to us. That ain't talking to the world. That's talking to us. Amen. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we, we, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I would declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. What is lawlessness? I mean, how, Lord, how am I lawless? God is a jealous God. Sometimes we're more fired up for the Cowboys fixing to start playing than for God's word, for God's, for God's kingdom. You know, we're more fired up for football season is coming. I mean, I like, I like to watch football, but really I'm not that, that crazy. I mean, unless they give me a Monday night football ticket for free, I might go. If it's Sunday, oh, I said, nah, I'll go to church. I'd rather watch it from home and I don't record it. I mean, I don't got no recorder like y'all fancy people do. But... <laughs> If I see half of the game, that's fine with me, you know, because Cowboys is not going to save me. The only Savior is Jesus, amen? So, I mean, that's just telling us, you know, he, a lot of people are going to say, Lord, Lord, but he's going to say, I, I never knew you, you know? So we, we must put the whole trust in, in Jesus, not in ourselves. Sometimes we come to church, and, and I tell this to the, to the new newbies, the new converts that come to Jesus, I say, man, whatever you do, don't don't put your don't put your focus on pastor, don't put it on a brother, because we are human beings, and we're gonna sometimes, even though we omit it, we we might fail you, and then you're gonna feel bad that like pastor did or that brother that I looked up to, you know, put your focus in Jesus, he will never fail you, you know. He will. You keep focus on him, you'll be all right. But sometimes, you know, these worlds say, man, I went to that church and, you know, they were talking about other people and nobody said hi to me or even in our same, in our same church, they say, oh, man, I wish they'd get better playing on that music. Or, you know, there's, there's you know, we, we praise them and, and, you know, we do it with our hearts. You know, we don't, we don't get paid. There's a lot of churches that got professional people playing up there, but they getting paid. Are they really doing it for the Lord, or are they doing it for the money? Amen? But we must be like, like the wise man on Matthew 7, 24, that, you know, he built his house on the rock. The rock was just Jesus. You know, you build, you build your foundation on Jesus, you know, storms and 
and, and trials and everything's going to come. But if you build it on Jesus, you will always come out of that storm. Amen. But if you keep focusing on man, you're going to be like the foolish man that built it on the sand. You're going to fall down. See, a lot of people focus on, on big-time pastors, evangelists, and, and when they fall down, they fall down too because they were not following Jesus. They were following man. Amen. So as this, as, as we go on, you know, the song that they, they picked, that third song, you know, I want to be on fire for God. That, that's the way we should be in our church. We've got to be on fire for God, you know, because if we're not in fire for God here. How are we going to be on fire when we die? How are we going to make sure that we're going to make it to heaven? You know, because we are rich and, and did we give 100%? Or did we just give the 50, 60% to God? Because we think we're going to do our a, a, a religious, a religious thing and, and look good. Amen. You know, because the Bible says that. The rich man can't can can get to the kingdom of God, and worse is the people that are lukewarm. Amen. I mean, you can you can question yourself on your mind without answering out loud. Am I lukewarm? Or am I hot for Jesus? Only you know that. I mean, be truthful to yourself because if you can't be truthful for yourself, it's just a joke. It's just a joke because God wants you hot. He don't want you lukewarm. He said, I'd rather you be you hot or cold than lukewarm. You know, you jump in the fence. You know, you're riding the fence, jumping back and forth because you love this world and you don't want to let your career go. You put your career before God. You put your kids before God. Or you put your whatever, you know, habits. If it's alcohol, you know, for these people in this world, they like to party. They like clubbing. You know, they put that before God. You know, it's a dangerous thing, amen? So... As we, as we go on, you know, sometimes churches nowadays or buildings of thousands of people where they go, they put all this nice programming where they can have Starbucks coffee and, and bagels and, and all that fine dandy having a good fellowship down there. And I, was, I did go to one of them when we were look, looking for a church, and I was like, man, that's weird. Service has started, and everybody's still drinking their coffee back there with their bagel and cream cheese and I like and that's weird I ain't go back there you know I thought that was too weird I might have been wrong I'm not judging them but that's the way they want to serve God well that's between them and God amen but we must live our lives on fire amen because God don't want us lukewarm you know what 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 is lukewarm that means that he's going to vomit us that's what the word of God says not what I say, man. It's that what God says. And if, if we, if, you know, oh, Lord, help me. If we, if we, go, to, if we go to Revelations 3.19, so y'all can see it's not my, me saying this. Well, let's start, let's start, let's start in um, verse 14. Because I believe this is for the church in America. Because the way we live in nowadays, on these last days, forgive me for that uh, that word that I probably ain't gonna pronounce that I'm gonna chop real bad. But let's go. And 14 says, and to the angels of the church of La Lanadicia, I believe, 
Y'all get it, right? Y'all read it to yourselves. Right. Say, this thing says the amen, the faithful, and the true witness. The beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you neither cold nor hot. Neither cold nor hot. I wish you were not cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will vomit you from my mouth. And that's God saying that. That's not pastor. That's not me just making it up. That's the word of God. So for me, it's like, man, that, that's, that's a harsh thing. Because, you know, as we know in Matthew says, you know, narrow is the weight that leads to pretty much heaven and, and, and why it is the one that goes to destruction. And, and a lot of people are going through there. And I think a lot of Christian people are going through there. Tell you the truth. I mean, we got to be honest to ourselves. Because sometimes we just come here and play church and act like we did our, our deed and go home. Sometimes people just come on Sundays and pray for the meals and they say, I got enough about Jesus. Because they like to live in that lukewarm life. You know, they, 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 want, a, they want a little bit of God, but then they don't want to live their world, their, their career, their, their habits, and, and put their kids up first. And, you know, it, it just... It just gets me. I mean, they put kids on sports and, and they play on Sundays and Wednesdays. And where are they going to, how are they going to teach a kid from God? They teach them that this world is more important than God. You know, that's a sad business. But this is the, this is, that's why I say this is, this is our church nowadays. This right here. It says, because you say I am rich, I become wealthy and I have need of nothing. Sound like us, don't it? I mean, because even the homeless, homeless people, people give them clothes, give them food, give them money. I mean, this is a good country. And do not know that you are wicked, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may have be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. In the anointing of your eyes with eye slaves that you may see. You know, when is the last time I met? I had, I had never prayed to God that I have no food. I mean, God has always blessed us with food, with, with shelter. You know, so that's why I think this is talking to us because, I mean, be honest. I mean, maybe one of y'all have, but I had never, I mean, as you see, God had always blessed me, you know. God, be, my mom was a good prayer warrior, and she was always blessed, and she always blessed me. But I had never been hungry. I never been without clothes. I never been without a roof. Thank God for that. But I think this is America now that we think we got it all. How many have asked Jesus, Jesus, I don't got nothing for my kids tomorrow to eat. Have y'all? I mean, you know, if you don't have nothing, all you have to do is put an application in government trying to help you. This ain't bad. You know, I mean, this is there to support you so you can get along in life, get a job, and, and start working, amen? But, you know, we're not in, in desperate need like a lot of people around the world in India and Africa, Mexico, and all the third world countries where children are dying of, of dirt and of, of thirst and, and they don't got nothing to drink or, or eat. 
I think we're, we're this nation right here that we think we got everything. What do we need God for? You know, but in 19 it says, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be jealous and repent. It's given us an opportunity for us to repent. It says, Behold, I, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come, I will come in to him and die with him and he with me. To him whoever comes, I will grant it to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. 22 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, of, what the Spirit says to the church. So pretty much clearly, it tells us, you know, he gives us an opportunity to, he's knocking at our door, you know, does that mean? He's knocking our heart. He's like, serve me, and, and you will make it. But sometimes we, we're, we're tugging with this world like we don't want to leave. We want to put our career, like I say, we want to put this dirty world before Jesus. It's just trash, man. What are we going to take when we die? You don't take nothing. Not, not even the clothes that we, I mean, we, we can't take this clothes to heaven or to hell. You know, we don't take nothing. We, we dust. That's all. We're so. I mean, God have mercy in us that we all make it to heaven. Amen. But that, that's why I tell my kids. You're not going to be judged for my sins. I'm not going to judge for your sins. That's a great thing that, that God made. Everybody's going to be judged individually. Amen. So we got to work in our salvation because God's given us that opportunity to. To work on ourselves. Amen. I ask, I ask the Lord. Lord Jesus, point to me where I'm lukewarm in my life. I want to be lukewarm. Man, the more I get older, I guess the most I thank. Thank God for that. And I say, man, this, this world, I mean, I'm halfway more than, than what God promises 72 years on this earth. Amen. And whatever you pass 72, you got bonus. But I really don't want to go past my bonus. I'd rather go at 72, amen, and be with the Lord. Because this, this world is just a dirty world, if you think about it. It's, a, it's an awesome creation that God created. It's a dirty world that when we start, uh, came more for the world than for God's kingdom. That's what I mean. I mean, it's, it's an awesome. There's some awesome places all around the United States that you want to go. You know, like the big trees that they just went to. I always, I always see them on the history books. But... We must pray to God, and, and, and I tell God, Lord, let me fall more in love with you. I want to fall more in love with you every day. Because if you don't fall in love with you, you're going to fall in love with this world. And it's real easy. The devil will put you right and left. You know, it is real easy to fall in love with this world, man. So nothing matters in this life but the Lord. So my thing is, let us not be lukewarm. Let us be a church on fire for the Lord, you know. Pray to God every day. He's like, Lord, where, where, where do I need to take this dirt off my, my life that's not for you so you can be glorified even more, Jesus? Help me, Lord, take this, this part that is, don't belong to you, Lord. And I mean, God will tell you what your weakness is, and, and God will get the glory for that because you know, we want to please God, but we cannot please God without him. That's the thing. We cannot do it ourselves. We need to ask Jesus, help me, Lord. I want to please you. 
but I cannot do it in my flesh. I need you, Lord, to guide me on your spirit to get this dirty flesh off me so my spirit be stronger in you. Amen. So this is what the Lord had gave me because the time is near. I met, as you saw last week, there's some weirdos in Wisconsin trying to put that computer ship already. Well, they did. And a lot of people, you know, that don't, don't it's not in, in the word of God, say, oh, man, it's a good benefit. It's a good benefit for the devil putting his feet in already inside the door, amen? Because a lot of people believe in that. And, and the sad thing is, I bet this is a private company, but, uh, you know, the sad thing is that our government going to start seeing that and putting that in, into place. And, and that's why we got to be on fire for ourselves and, and then get so much on fire we can go and, and, and attack other people to be on fire for God too because there's a lot of people that are going to be under real fire this hell if we don't speak up and get on fire for God. That, that, that's our job. So are we 100% doing something for God or are we just playing the church, the church game that we just, eh, I'm just going to show up so they can say I show up. Let's not be a lukewarm church. Let's be a, a church on fire, amen. And I believe that everybody here knows the Lord. And I'll ask you, hey, let's come, let's come to this altar and ask God to put a fire in our hearts. Because life is short. Life is short, amen. I mean, you never know when God's going to call our names. And what have we done for God? Is he, is he going to say, well done, you, you faithful servant, here's your crown? Or is he going to say, I never knew you? Depart from me. That'd be a sad thing, you know. you playing church all your life, and then he says, depart from me. Why? Because you never gave the 100% to him. God's a jealous God. You know, question yourself. Am I doing everything I can do for the Lord? It's a hard thing, but, man, it's all worth it. Because you know what? We're all going to die. And what we do for the Lord, that's what counts. Amen. So as we come to the altar and let's ask the Lord to put our hearts in fire, put our lives in fire for him, because for him be all the glory. Amen.